today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Last week, many of you heard a story on Live 95 News about a Limerick man who was given a fully suspended sentence for the sexual assault of his then-girlfriend while she slept. Colin James Erdley pleaded guilty to three counts of sexual assault in Limerick Circuit Court and was sentenced to two years in prison, suspended for two years. His victim, Nicola Connery from Gary Owen, chose to waive her anonymity and she spoke to Live 95 Sandra Quinn about the sentence and the issue of consent. I was hoping that there'd be some sort of sentencing to understand what he did was wrong. He openly admitted it, even when he was questioned down in the Garda station, that he'd done wrong. But I just feel like, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't feel happy, don't feel good. I feel down on myself. I feel belittled that like I, it took me so long to fight this court case. And then just for him to walk the streets, I still have fear of going into and walking those streets. This is my hometown. And I can't even walk those streets in without feeling fear or he's going to be there and I'm going to freeze or I'm going to drop or something. I'm not going to feel good in myself. I can't walk my own hometown in peace. I don't feel safe. Do you think if he'd gotten a custodial sentence, so if he had gotten jail, would you have felt better, even if it was only a month? I would have felt that bit safer walking around town, even if it was only for two weeks. I would have felt safe walking my own hometown for two weeks. And that's what I wanted. I just want to feel safe walking through my hometown. But that's not going to be the case. Do you think there's a risk of you running into him? Most likely. I've, I've often seen him in town and I'd have to, I always have to have someone with me in town. Always. And if I spot him or I, so whoever's with me, say my sisters, for example, if one of my sisters with me, every day I spot him, they would just grab me by the arm and drag me into the closest shop. And it's just like, oh, but I spotted this, I want to show you. Just so I won't notice. But then they'd tell me after he's passed, I would have froze. I would have went so pale in the face. I felt the blood draining from my body. Like he was a good, like he was across the road. But I still felt so anxious in myself and sick. I felt physically sick seeing him. God, it's just, it's so hard. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like. One of the things that came up in the court a lot was consent. So it was very clear you had told him no. You had said, do not touch me in a sexual way while I'm asleep. And it was said that you were a very deep sleeper. But how deep a sleeper were you and has that changed? I was such a deep sleeper. I was at a friend, 16th birthday party a few years back with a group of my friends and my cousin was there too. And they all thought I was dead, that I was in that much of a deep sleep. They were all shocked when I woke up the following morning. No, because I just love my sleep. Very comfy, it doesn't matter where I am. You can put me on a bed of nails before and I would have fell asleep happily and comfy. But now the slightest little knock on the front door and I'm up like a bullet. I can't, it's just I can't sleep no more. Like my sleep is just all over the place and I miss being able to sleep. It's getting to the point I'm lucky to get two hours solid sleep without waking up. You just, you're still nervous that yeah. it's anxiety. No, oh, my anxiety's at me the whole time. All the time. Like, we're only literally across the road from him. And even, I just went out for a little fast fair break and I was like that. My head was turning left and right, left and right. And I was just like, no, I'm, I'm going back in. I can't. I was shaking outside, even just trying to relax myself, knowing that he was literally just across the road. Like from the studio here? Yeah, from the studio, because I, I didn't even know he was living down here until I seen the article. So, yeah, my nerves are up in a heap, knowing that he's literally in throwing distance, you could say, away from me. It's really awful, but also admirable that I think you did say, I'm a deep sleeper, don't touch me when I'm asleep. Yeah. So you had that boundary yeah. always. I made it clear I didn't want nothing happen to me when I was asleep, because I loved my sleep. And yes, I used to pass into love, because I don't sleep anymore. I miss sleeping as deep as I used to. And I don't think I'll ever be able to sleep that deep again. The, the, the nightmares just don't stop. It's just the slightest noise or anything. 
Like, even if I see lookalikes of him around town and that's stopping me from going out even enjoying the good weather we're after getting. So I just, I can't, I just miss my sleep. And consent is a big thing to me. Like, I always say, even if it's just a matter of taking a picture with someone, it's just like, are you sure I can upload this? Like, I always ask, are you sure it's okay for me, to, for me to put this up on my social media? And it's just like, yeah. The judge did acknowledge that you had said no, and that was a big part yeah. of, I know that a suspended sentence might seem like nothing but it is still a conviction mm. it is still a sentence and I think a big part of that was because consent was so clear often in these cases consent is the grey area yeah. you know you're in uh, a relationship already so therefore it might be implied and mm. the judge said there is no such thing as implied consent yeah regardless if you're in a relationship or not consent still matters it really is unfair he got no jail time and he admitted to his wrongdoing like, how can you admit to doing something so wrong and evil and still get to walk the streets? Looking at, you know, actually being in court, like, so you were going out for two years before it happened for the first yeah. time. Obviously, there was an element of trust. You were living together, yeah. you know, like they said it in court to the outside world. You were a perfectly normal couple. Yeah. When that happened the first time and they did say this in court, you challenged him and he denied it. Yeah. It happened two days later. You didn't challenge him. And I think that's understandable yeah. because you obviously thought I he was going like to. You see, I don't like being lied to. And he I still remember him saying, I don't lie. I'm not a liar. And if I ever caught him out in his own lies, he'd start giving it out to me. But I just pretended to the world outside that so everything was fine. I don't like people worrying about me. I'm the worrier. I'm the worrier with everyone. Never like telling my problems to anyone. I don't like to burden people with my problems. I never have and I never will. I don't like people worrying about me. I, I like to solve my own problems. So that's why no one ever knew what was going on until it was over and finished. Until after I reported to the guards, my own family didn't know. I kept it a secret for that long. And what would you say to somebody who's gone through some sort of assault or an unwelcome sexual advance, whether from somebody they know or a stranger? What's your advice to them? If you have someone you can really, really trust, talk to them. And if they can help, go to the guard station with you, I advise it. I really do advise it. Talk to someone you trust first. Don't, yeah, obviously get it reported, but talk to somebody you trust first. Trust, trust is a big thing. If you can trust someone enough to tell them a dark secret like that, bring them with you through your journey. You said in court as well that you can't trust any men aside from your father. Yeah. You can't get into a relationship. Is it? Are you just afraid of something similar happening again? It's not. Yeah, but no. Cause I'm just. I'm very skeptical of my trust. I really am. I know my father will keep me safe no matter what it takes. I know that. I'm taking time out now for a long, long time and I'm healing myself and I'm going to start looking out for the red flags straight away because that, that's going to take a lot for me to start settling down with somebody again. It's going to take a lot. I think it's really brave to speak out. Like, it's really admirable. It takes a lot of courage mm. to be able to say what you just said to me. Yeah. And I really think you should be really proud of yourself. Mm. Are you? I am proud of myself, but, like, I'm still all over the place about it all like it's like it's all after just happened it's like it only happened last week it's just that fresh because of everything that was said out in the court and him having the nerve to try and come up talk to me afterwards that's what kills me the most just like you came into my personal bubble like I don't like people in my personal bubble I need that personal bubble so I have that bit of breathing space I can't have people on top of me even my own niece and nephew they know when and why not to come next or near me they know if I'm upset, they'll be like, Nick, you're okay. And it breaks my heart because all I want to do is be around them. I don't like them seeing me upset. Then they'll be nicer. I'll be roaring crying. And my niece's room is right next to mine. She can hear me crying in my room. I know she can. That's what kills me. 
And it's not fair on her, like, to see her aunt being so upset. Like, it's not fair. And my nephew, then, like, my nephew used to come down and actually sleep in the apartment where I was with Siege before it all started happening. And once things started going the wrong way, I stopped my nephew from coming down to the house altogether. I was not leaving him be in a house where such horrid things were happening. Just wasn't fair on him. That's Nicola Connery from Gary Owen, that extraordinary interview given there to Live 95, Sandra Quinn. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.